Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Michelle Aubin and Linda Lang. Welcome to the podcast. This is Michelle Aubin, and I'm here with my co-host and friend, Linda Lang. And Linda has been described as a sacred empath and emotional alchemist. She's a gifted healer, teacher, and guide who helps you step past limiting beliefs and unresolved emotions, bringing more self-awareness, more self-acceptance, and opening your mind to new possibilities. And Linda, if you could just tell us, how did you get started with this? Oh, it's a long story, Michelle. I would go back probably to the time when I was 22 and I was diagnosed with a very um, aggressive and rare cancer. And I stepped away from the medical community and healed myself. And that started my journey into alternative healing. I started with herbs and supplements and, and, you know, cleansing the body, diet, really looking after the physical. And at that same time, right as soon as I was uh, diagnosed, I started having like spiritual and mystical experiences and information downloads and really exploring a whole different world that, you know, wasn't part of my conscious living experience up until that time and as I focused on my spiritual self and my physical self probably probably about two years after the diagnosis when I was still alive and well because I was supposed to have died within a year then um, I started to go down that path of the power of the mind and how we hold on to our stories and our pain and our emotions and that has a physical effect on us. It has, you know, the law of attraction, how we create from our mind. And I started to just do a lot of clearing work on the emotional and mental. And here I am today, you know, I've done lots of studying, 30 some years of, of studying and practice healing myself and working with others. And uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's an amazing story. <laughs> so you're a walking miracle uh, according I, to yeah. medical thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Most doctors that hear my story either don't believe it or they some of them are starting to say, wow, you know, they're starting to see more people that have these kind of horrific diagnosis says that are actually defying the prognosis and, and living and healing. That was over, God, like probably 35 years ago. And, you know, I've not had a reoccurrence. I don't, I don't follow that same kind of protocol I, I felt followed in the first uh, two years. Two years, I, I really was really careful the first year because I thought I was gonna die and then I was really careful the second year in case they made a mistake on the timeline, <laughs> right? And then I'm like, I have to relax, I have to relax. And uh, the one thing I would say is that, you know, it brought me many, many gifts. 
and I would not want to do the experience again and I would not want to wish it on anyone else. But I'm so grateful for it because it really opened me up and showed me my strength and my resilience and had all these gifts like my intuitiveness uh, developed and my, my sense as an empath. You know, I would be able to pick up a food or a supplement and be able to gauge how my energy system reacted wow. to know if it's something that brought me life or, or took life force energy away. And so when I actually work with people, I, my energy system, you know, picks up that information from them. And I have very clear messages of, of good for them, not good for them, or you know what, doesn't really matter. They can do it if they want kind of thing. It's a magical way to live in my mind because there's so much information that's available that's not logical, that's not processed through the mind, that it's processed through energy, through physiological sensations. Um, through the and, body. And listening and listening, just listening. Now, you, you just said so much in this introduction to your story and um, I imagine some people hearing it might feel like this is a lot of new information while some people might feel like familiar with this idea. So it, maybe we can unpack it a little. And I wonder if you could talk about that gift you describe of being in tune with the energy of something. Was that always there for you or did that come as a result of anything you were doing? I think that I had it on an unconscious level and didn't really realize it. Like being able to pick up, you know, that my mother or father weren't in a great mood, so this was a good time to be quiet or, mm. or with teachers or whatever. It's, it's kind of a sixth sense that you don't really think about, especially as a kid, you don't, you're not really aware of it. But how it really became conscious expression for me is that one of the things that, that we did when I was first diagnosed, I had this repetitive dream for the first three nights after I was diagnosed. And uh, I live near a train. And so I dreamt that I would go and lay my leg on the track so the train could cut the leg off because that was the treatment that all they could offer me was to amputate my leg and hope that they got all the cancer and if they didn't I'd be dead within five years and if I lived 15 years then I would be good but if I didn't get it amputated I was a goner right so I'm right. here with two legs today and I had that dream and it's funny how you know I tell people about that dream and they're like if I had that dream I would have went for the surgery but in my mind and my sense the dream was saying if i cut my leg off it would be like i was being hit by a train mm. and so i didn't and one of the and then i had this knowing that i that i needed to go visit my brother who had just got involved in a herbal company that he was now selling products and he was doing something called kinesiology or muscle testing to see how the body responded I knew I had to go see him 
which is actually pretty funny because the whole family thought my brother had gone off the deep end when they heard he was doing this. And then here I am coming at his door, knocking, saying, look, this is what's happening. And, and I want you to do this for me. And, and he wasn't able to because he couldn't detach emotionally. So he took me to the person who taught him. And uh, I walked away with an armful of herbs. And my husband and I learned how to muscle test in that same kind of way. It was a two-person way. And I'd muscle test all my food and, and wow. all the supplements. And, and I, I was in a fear state. I was really young. I had a baby that was probably like a year and a half. And all the you lived in panic and terror every day. And I was so afraid to eat anything that in case it wasn't good for me, that I muscle tested everything. And for a while it was good. My husband was totally on board with it. But you know, when you do this for a year, it's like, oh my God, do we have to do this again? Like, so I just, I just had that thought that said, you know, I gotta find a better way to do this so that, you know, I'm not always reliant on my husband. So what happened one day was I was reaching for the herb bottle and I could feel a shift in my energy. It's like I put the request out and had enough self-awareness and presence to see or feel the difference. And it was like, oh, yes. Now yeah. I had a tool. Well, now I had a tool. Well, what I'm hearing is that you had a tool of the muscle testing and you, and for people that may not have heard of that before, that's a way that you can use your body to confirm whether something is helpful or not, right? Am I correct in that? You could get yes or no answers. You can get yes from... or no. The using that was that tool was helpful, but you wanted a more simple tool, which was just sort of more, knowing. Yeah. <laughs> Independent and self-reliant, let's say that. And so you you kind of put this out like, oh I I wish there was another way. And then you were aware that you were feeling what you needed to feel to get the information, exactly. which is part of kind of leading you to where you are now and the work you do with people. It was so funny because the switch got turned on and then there was no more needing the husband. And he's like, what, what, what's going on, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's perfect. It, it really is perfect. And, and it's, a, it's a really easy way to tune in once you have that awareness of the subtle shifts in energy that happen yeah. to everyone yeah. all the time. I liken that to uh, people. I'll often tell people, have you ever walked into a room where it was a big argument? So you can feel that in the air, that subtle energy that is affecting you. You can, you can learn how to pay attention to what's happening in your own system, just like that. And it's just practice of paying attention to noticing things. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about that period of time where, I mean, to get a diagnosis like this, to, to have the medical doctors and professionals tell you this is the only option is to cut off your leg. What did you have to do? 
in order to say, I'm not going to go down that road? Like, what was that like to start? Because you started this by talking about pulling away from the mainstream medical solutions. And so what, what did you have to do? What went through your mind? And how did your family react? And how did you manage all of that? Because I think I think any kind of medical crisis, it can be very hard to do that. And um, extremely difficult. Yes. This was early, the early 80s. So it wasn't as mainstream as it is today. And, and even today, you know, it takes a lot of strength to be able to walk away from the traditional way of dealing with things and to find your own way and it's not for everyone no it really I'm not trying to convince anyone to you know stop their treatments it's not for everyone but it was for me all signs were pointing that way It, it was like the universe had lined up all these ducks in a row and I just couldn't I just couldn't ignore them what kind of signs well, for instance, having the dream, mm-hmm. having, uh, having the doorway to healing myself through herbs open through my brother, mm-hmm. which, you know, if that wouldn't have been there, I wouldn't even have known about herbs, really. I, I, you know, it wasn't even on my radar. And then I st- started having these kind of mystical experiences and these downloads of information the information I was receiving was not specifically on how to heal myself, but it was more um, like higher consciousness and spiritually focused. Now, one of the things that I was really blessed about having this particular type of cancer was that if it was growing, it would create a rash on your abdomen. And they had no scientific explanation but it was a signpost for me. So I would know if what I was doing wasn't working or if it was working. Wow. So when I, when I muscle tested and I got all these herbs, like there were herbs for detox and liver and blood and you know digestion, everything, just everything under the sun. And as I ran out of them, I couldn't buy them in the city that I lived in was an MLM company. So I, and I didn't even think about signing up or any crazy thing like that. I contacted the company, asked if there was someone local I could purchase the herbs from. And they sent me to the local college that was um, like an alternative healing training school. Oh. And I went there and they took me off all of the things I muscle tested and they didn't muscle test. They did a pH test and then they'd be like, oh, you need this and you need this just from their training of what what a person would need to improve their immune system. And didn't I get the rash? So this, like, this was a holistic college, but yes, you were not seeing the same results as when you followed your own muscle testing. Exactly. That's interesting. I mean, my takeaway from that is that any modality 
we need to evaluate it with all of our tools and information. Just because something's holistic doesn't mean it's good for us. And one modality might work better than another. Exactly. Exactly. We really need, you know, customized or tailored to suit methodologies because there isn't one answer for every person. Now, okay, so you went down that road with the with the alternative college. Did you at some point say, um, this isn't working, I'm going to go back to another way or? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, to myself, I'm like, this is not working. So then I, I actually signed up, like, I don't sell these herbs from this company, but I signed up just to buy the herbs. And so that was great because I got a discount. I was all happy. Rash went away, never came back. You know, it's just amazing. And then branched out into all kinds of other amazing ways to use that intuitive information that we really all have access to when we set our mind to it. And you started this also by saying uh, you learned a lot, but you would never wish it on anyone, which just implies it was a difficult thing that you went through you're able to look back and say, there are things I learned. And do you want to talk a little bit about some of those mystical experiences? Because I'm also hearing it helped you, this process helped you connect with some of that or all of, all of it. I mean, I don't know how to phrase it. Yeah, but. I sure. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that happened to me it was, again, it was just a couple, maybe maybe like two nights after that diagnosis. And, and we drove to where our families were, you know, so I could have a little bit of time away from this space and pressure. The doctors were actually putting a lot of pressure on me to get this surgery done right away. And uh, so we, we left, went out of town, and I stayed the evening or the night at my sister's. And she lived in the country. And you know, there was no traffic noise. There's no street lights. I mean, it was pitch black. The room I was in was so dark that I, I actually, I, was, I couldn't believe how dark it was because I live in a city. It's never that dark. And I actually took my finger and went to my nose and, and yeah, I, and it's like, I couldn't see at all. I just <laughs> I didn't feel it. just crazy. And I'm, you know, I'm just crying and crying because I mean, I'm 22. I, I have, I love my husband. I have a beautiful baby and I have my whole life ahead of me. And this, and this is what's happening. Like, what's this? And I was like, so scared. And And this is right after the diagnosis you're saying like, yeah. And they wanted you to go in for the operation and you took a break. I took a break to process all of it. Okay. Cause that's, I think that's important. I think I I just Mm -hmm. want, I don't mean to interrupt, but just to highlight I think that's important. You took a break for yourself to figure this out, to go yeah. somewhere neutral. Yeah, and just, you know, I don't, I don't know why I needed to do that. I just needed to do that, mm-hmm. right? I just needed to do that. And so I, I'm in this bedroom all by myself because my husband, he needed a break too. So he went and stayed at his parents that night and uh, took the baby. 
I was praying and I was praying for strength. And I had this mystical experience where this beautiful gold light appeared in the room. And then it, it came actually inside me and it took me to this place of absolute unconditional love. Wow. No judgment, no criticism. There's nothing wrong, nothing defective, just, just like the total love that the universe has for you, which is more than you can possibly imagine. It was like waves. I felt like I was, you know, floating in this giant ocean of love that every movement of the waves was more love and more love and more love. And it just was like so supportive. And it, it's like probably the most memorable experience I have in my life. And, you know, I have lots of really wonderful experiences too. And, you know, it just created such a spiritual hunger in me to really explore what we can't see with our eyes. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. And so that experience, you prayed for something and you had that experience and that sounds like what you needed to continue mm -hmm. in the way that you were continuing on your path of healing. And it was really challenging because I lived in a city without my family. So I didn't have that network of support, just my husband and uh, some close friends and my baby and my spiritual helpers, which started dropping, you know, messages and images for me, which I greatly appreciate. And in a way, maybe that was a blessing because I didn't have to, um, I didn't have to put the, you know, have the pressure from the family as well to kind of, are you sure you know what you're doing kind of thing, right? Yeah. And uh, even, even the doctor, like the surgeon who meant well, uh, she called me three times trying to guilt me into having this surgery because, mm. you know, in her mindset, that was the only way I had any possible chance of surviving. And so you were getting, you were getting this well-meaning concern from the doctors, but you were trusting the messages you were getting from your guidance. And did you know when those messages dropped in to your mind or to your heart or however you experience it, did you know that those were messages from spirit? Did you know those were messages you could trust? Well, I trusted them. So I guess maybe, I mean, it's not like I was, you know, I would waver and go into, you know, periods of real fear. Okay. But then I would come out. I would come out, right? I never, ever considered going back to the protocol that was, recommended to me. In fact, I think I walked away from, I walked away from that surgeon. I walked away from my GP at that time. I just walked away from everything and went back and got a new GP. 
probably, I don't know, a couple of years later anyways, when I knew, when I knew I would be okay, right. That I was, <laughs> you know, things were good. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, it's just funny. It's funny when you put that much faith in yourself and, and I, I like, I put my life on the line to do it really. Right. You did. I mean, there, there, there's a level of surrender to life uh, as life wanted to unfold for you. And, uh, you know, I'm, what's running through my mind right now is how often in, in medical conversations, there's, there is this element of fear and how you were basically redirecting yourself to this surrender of, I'm gonna trust the process that I'm being shown. It probably helped that I was really young and naive. Yeah. <laughs> but it also goes to show you the, you know, the miracles that, that, you know, the power that we all have inherent yes. within ourselves when, when we allow that to be. And that's a great place to wrap up. I think your story, Linda, is so amazing. You're a walking miracle, as many people are. And thank you for being willing to share the details and dive into what that was like and the process not being cut and dry, but the process being one of, you know, challenging, going back and forth, but ultimately trusting yourself and trusting your, your spiritual support system. We come here and we have all these life challenges, but the growth that we have through them is just incredible. So that I would say that to anyone out there going through a challenge, whether it's medical or emotional relationship, in whatever way their, their challenge appears to them, to not focus really as much on the challenge and just focus on the growth and the incredible strength that they have to actually have this on their plate and be dealing with it. I mean, everyone is really more strong and more resilient than they know and more loved. I can't express that enough. How much love the universe has for us is just, it's beyond human comprehension, really. And that's, that's a beautiful reminder. Whatever path people choose to go down and if they do choose the uh, medical advice they're being given, that's okay too. And they're still loved, whichever path people choose. Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing but love. It's been a pleasure talking with you today, Michelle. You too, Linda. And how can people reach you if they want to connect with you? Oh, for sure. Um, my website is thoughtchange.com and they can email me linda at thoughtchange.com or find me on Facebook as thoughtchange on Instagram as thoughtchange123. Thank you. And we will say goodbye for now. And remember that you are all loved very much.